He's a world and Olympic champion and the fastest man to ever run 400 metres, blowing everyone away with a world record performance at the Rio Olympics four years ago. But what's Wade Fanikek like away from the track? And where is home? Bloemfontein, it seems. Yeah, it's my wife and I, uh, Chesney, and we've got two, two dogs, uh, English bulldogs, uh, Kobe and Honey. And um, we've got our, our family members basically staying down the road from us. So everyone is, everyone is quite close and it's quite a close-knit setup. And are the dogs a preparation for eventual parenthood at some stage? Uh, no, not, not right now. Not right now. I've still got a bit more to focus on and work on before I think of kids. So you're 27 at the moment. Uh, you turned 28 in about two weeks' time, am I right? How many more years of, of running do you reckon you've got left in you? As long as the times are going up, uh, I'd go 10 years if I could. Um, I, um, I feel like this last two years I've somewhat missed out on. So it's, it's definitely been a period now that I believe would give me an, an additional few more years uh uh, on the track, uh, it's just about looking after my body now this next few years to make sure that um, I can have a, 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 a satisfied journey within in this next few years. Are there any examples, Wade, that you've seen of, of guys that have run well into their 30s? You think uh, perhaps uh, an example that you might want to want to follow someone who perhaps was still competing at the highest level well into their mid or late 30s? Yeah, I mean... There's a, there's a lot, uh, the likes of uh, Asafa Bal, uh, Justin Gatlin, I think is one of the most uh, famous thing that he's, he's won. Uh, I think he won the world championships at, at 36, if I'm not mistaken. And then you get the legend Kim Collins uh, running his personal best times basically close to 40. Uh, I don't know if I'd push it all the way to, to 40, uh, but as long as, the, as long as there's growth and there's improvement and the love and the passion is still there, I'd love to stick in the sports. Just to return to family, uh, Wade, it's, it's relatively well documented, or certainly in South Africa, that uh, you've got a fairly famous cousin in Cheslin Colby. Um, it's quite incredible that in, a, in in one broader family you've got a, a rugby World Cup winner and an Olympic champion and, and world record holder. Just how close are you and Cheslin? Yeah, we've we've always had a, a fairly good relationship. Um, I think even before we both broke, broke through into the international professional setup, we we did link up quite often. Uh, obviously, both of us being focused on rugby and track, so we're not hundred percent in the same sphere. But when when we both go back home, we, we link up and we, we we have quite a good relationship with uh, our wives get along well. They they become good friends and uh, they've got a good circle of friends as well. And I think that makes it quite easy for us to also stay in contact and, and, and stay, uh, I guess, connected. And then also um, grow close to Sia, which is... Uh, kind of a link as well because we we end up together a lot um, and then I guess now with, with with me going to Olympics breaking uh, the world record Cheslin was was also supposed to be in that Olympic squad I can't remember if he, if he made it or not but we, we communicated a lot during that time and period um, and 
after that as well. Um, obviously, him breaking through the the Western Province Thomas setup and then moving to France. Uh, we we stayed in contact quite a bit. The entire process, the entire um, I guess journey, and and I guess it's it's a blessing to have uh, him as a as an inspiration. And I feel even now more than ever before, it's it's a real blessing to to be able to look up to him and what is how he's defied all negativity and doubts about him as a rugby player and where he can be to being one of the greats today. And it's really inspired me now uh, with my injury to come back stronger than ever before, the same way he did and, and, and showed off his talents and, and, and gifts during the Rugby World Cup. So um, an inspiration during your time of injury, of course, the injury you're referring to is your, your knee injury from October 2017, which has obviously set you back a couple of years. Um, so can we not assume, because you obviously picked up that injury playing in a in a sort of a celebrity rugby match, is Cheslin not to blame for that injury then, uh, Wade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, I definitely not to blame, but I mean, it's a childhood dream to, to go out on Newlands and just enjoy playing a bit of rugby. And, and obviously at that moment, I thought it was a bit of harmless rugby, which turned out to be... Uh, 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 one of my, I guess, most challenging experiences in my life. Uh, it's something that was a very difficult journey, but I feel it's really strengthened me. It's really given me a lot of time to reflect look on, on, on my craft and where I want to be when, when back on the track. Did you get a text message from Cheslin after that injury to say, hey, uh, you just stick to the track and field and I'll take care of the rugby. Stay in your lane. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of a crazy time. Um, I can't really remember exactly if he messaged me or not, but um, it was quite an intense uh, period that time because uh, my wife and I actually was just about to get married in a few weeks from, from that injury. So we had to uh, go around wedding planning to planning on an operation to uh, moving honeymoons to changing all sorts of things. So things got very crazy during that period. So obviously now given you a few years to recover and like you said, arguably extend your career. And then on top of that, Wade, uh, the postponement of this year's Olympics to next year, do you think that, that the stars are almost aligning for you to, to be even more prepared for the next Olympics than, than perhaps you even ever planned to be? I guess uh, any time is positive time. I'd love to look at it as positive. But the reality also is that my body needs that um, competition. It needs that challenge of, of, of exposing it to the extremes of competing against the best in the world. And, and I feel that's, that's an element I really need uh, to get myself back on track and to get myself uh, back amongst the best in the world and competing at the, at the level that I believe I should be at. So, um, yeah, there is its pros and its cons, but, but um, I, I, I have to obviously take it as it is. Uh, I can't be dwelling on what is or where I'd like to be, but stay tuned into uh, where I am at right now and what needs to be done to make sure that I am ready when when it's time to get back on the track. You know, for us sports fans uh, and journalists, Wade, you know, the, the Olympics being postponed is obviously a big deal, but, you know, in our lives it means, you know, we don't watch it now, we watch it in a year's time. Give us a sense, though, for an athlete preparing and building up to an Olympic game so that you can peak there and produce your best performance. How do your plans change then physically and mentally 
to now alter yeah. a training a training course that now has to be extended by a year to, to then peak again next year? For me, it's it's somewhat um, it's it's fine. I'm cool with it because simply because. I've set my mind on breaking my world record again. I've set my mind on going sub 43. And uh, I guess where I do it, uh, what stage or what platform or, or, or day or date, it's not that important to me as long as I, I stay focused on where I want to go and, and what I want to achieve. I have set out my goals to break my world record again. So if it has to be at a local track in SA, then so be it. But obviously... As a, as a professional athlete, you want to do it at the big stages. You want to do it at a at a at a at a world championships or Olympic games. But for me, uh, I've won the Olympic games. I've won the world championships. So it's, it's really just now focusing on 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 that personal uh, goals and and dreams that I'd like to get. And that's obviously being the first man to go sub forty three. But I mean, surely you you have to dial it back now because I mean, you effectively were working up until March. You were still working towards an Olympics this year, so you almost have to yeah. dial your training back and, and perhaps plateau a little bit. So again, gradually building up to next year. Does that sound right? For sure. But I mean, that's the reality for everyone. That's that's the process that every professional sportsman, not just track and field or Olympian, has to face right now. It's it's I guess it's the reality of everyone, not just you and I. And it's something that I've accepted since day one. Um, but at the same time, I haven't uh, laid back and, and allowed this time to go waste, uh, wasted. I've, I've continued training. I've continued investing in, 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 in strengthening myself and making sure that I'm good when, when I get back on the track. I mean, I've been working this last two years somewhat in, in lockdown. So it was not unfamiliar for me to just go back into that zone and and grind and work again so that uh, when I get that opportunity again to get back on the track that I use it. You talk about your world record. That's obviously the 43.03 ran at Rio 2016, winning the Olympic gold medal, breaking Michael Johnson's long-standing world record, which, uh, which stood from Seville in Spain, 1999. I can tell you, Wade, I was actually fortunate to be there in Spain in 99. And I watched Michael Johnson come around that bend and break the world record mm-hmm. and run 43.18. And it was pretty special and, and something I'll never forget. Can you recall coming around that bend in Rio 2016 and how you felt at the time in that moment storming to to what was, you know, one of the most amazing runs in, in, in Olympic history? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was definitely a life-changing experience for me. Um, I think the emotions kicked in afterwards but uh, definitely during the during the race it's it's a war it's 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 competitive spirit to to the max and i mean uh coming around the bend feeling good feeling healthy feeling strong you you wanna you wanna win you know, the only goal was to win the only thought was to to come out of the bend uh feeling or leading the pack and 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 and, and I guess watching the race afterwards again, it, it brings a lot of emotions and nerves, and just being able to see me achieve something that I never ever thought in my wildest dreams would be true, and I'm so grateful for that because it's 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 changed who I am as a person. It's 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 improved me. It's helped me so much 
in so much areas um, in terms of confidence and self-belief, in terms of uh, the way it's changed my entire life as a, as a sportsman. It, it was a moment that I'll always cherish and a moment that I'll always be grateful for. Tell me, Wade, away from the track, I mean, as a pro athlete and as a top pro athlete, it's pretty all-consuming. I mean, you, you train, you work, you know, you keep an eye on your nutrition, your sleep. Um, but there must be a point where you, you need to you need to get away from that and not let it inhabit your existence 24-7. What do you do to relax and to take you away from the running? I, I'm a big gamer. I enjoy playing quite a lot of games, but I guess during quarantine, uh, that's been uh, abused a bit. During the lockdown, it's been abused a bit. So now I need a bit of a break from that. So I'm, I've started building puzzles, but I enjoy I enjoy uh, being creative. Uh, done quite a bit of interior decorating at home and changing quite a bit of things and and uh, doing all sorts of uh, decorating at home at to the house physically. So so that's also been something that I've enjoyed and um, yeah, I just enjoy being creative. But other than that. I'm easy. I'm a very easy person. Yeah. <laughs> are you a, Are you a reader? Do you consume a lot of uh, video content? Uh, what What are your musical tastes? I'm I'm open to any sorts of music that that sounds good. Um, but I drift towards a lot of rap music. I drift towards a lot of uh, soul, easy, uh, calm music. Um, and then. In terms of books, no, I'm not. I'm not a good reader. I've, I've, I enjoy creating um, good, I guess, content in terms of uh, marketing myself and stuff like that. So that's that's a project that I've been actually investing in now, this during lockdown, and and something that that I'd like to further on during this next few next few years. Is that in the social media space? I mean, and and, and you, you regard yourself as a as someone who's tech savvy and, and understands those platforms well? Um, not at all, actually. I, I think I'm more in the the eye, like more like visually um, expressing myself. But I'm somewhat creating a team now to to make that a reality, if I could put it that way. The, so so the tech type of guys and the the, the the more um, creative guys uh, I'm trying to build a relationship with a few guys um, and then um, and it's not not just social media um, it's I've got a lot of projects that I actually want to work with beyond that now interior decoration uh, that's not something that I think uh, people would associate for a top level South African male sportsman, but uh, perhaps that's just because of ster- stereotypes, and we're so used to, you know, the, the the macho South African sportsman. I don't, I don't know, like if that's the right word that I use for it. <laughs> like, I know you get the the setting things out. Let's just say the DIY, the DIY part of things. I, I've been enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> Now, um, it's well documented as well, Wade, that uh, your other passion away from the running track um, is Liverpool Football Club. You must be uh, pretty chuffed with what's happened the last week or two. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to feel like I'm part of the family. I've been feeling like I'm part of the family. So 
uh, it really it, it really hits home uh, watching the guys um, win. Uh, I've I've had the privilege now to build some good relationships with a few of the guy uh, of the players and, and and keeping in touch with quite a bit of them and uh, being able to to hear a lot of their stories and 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 communicating with them on a daily on on the period and games and challenges that they've had. It, it, it starts becoming very personal and, and something that you feel uh, like it's, it's 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 part of you and your journey and and yeah I'm very proud to be associated with with Liverpool and uh, being a fan I'm, I'm I'm a very proud fan right now. And which of those players, Wade, um, who have you been able to build a relationship with specifically? Yeah, there's a few. There's a few guys uh, on and off, but um, uh, I speak to I guess. The captain a lot, uh, Jordan Anderson, um, but I speak to most of the guys actually. Yeah. <laughs> and where were you able to build that relationship? Is that through your sponsors, or, or have, you, have you taken some trips to Anfield? I've had a few trips to Anfield, yes, um, and also I guess through uh, social medias and so on, and uh, building relationships digitally, if you could put it that way. But I've also had. Uh, the privilege to go out and, and watch the guys and meet the guys back at at at, at uh, Anfield and at Liverpool as well. And where did that, uh, that that support for Liverpool start, Wade? I've I've always been a fan. I've always supported the club uh, since young. Uh, can't pinpoint the exact day and age, but I've always been in favour of Liverpool and. Uh, over the years, growing up and watching the team and enjoying the sport, uh, I started drawing closer and closer towards uh, Liverpool, and then being able to, I guess, experience it, experiencing the whole Liverpool culture myself. Uh, it's it's been an amazing amazing journey. Uh, also, seeing how the club uh, somewhat celebrated highlights in in my career as well. It just I guess both the the relationships would be uh, a closer one than I imagined it would ever be. Did you have a favourite player when you were a youngster, an, an old school player, an old school Liverpool legend that uh, that it was your favourite player? I think I've, I've I've been a holistic Liverpool fan, uh, so I've always been a fan of, of the entire Liverpool setup and so on. But if we have to pinpoint specific players it's not a Liverpool player actually uh, it's Ronaldinho uh, so he's a Brazilian and and just to just to put a cap on the Liverpool conversation Wade what do you think they've got right after 30 years of pain obviously they've, they've got the right manager you you would argue but um, you know as a pro athlete and someone at the top of his game what are the key elements you think Liverpool have got right in in the last couple of years to ensure they've now finally won that league title again the coach has played a massive role uh, in in the growth of of Liverpool this last four years now. Uh, my opinion, um, thinking of his introductory uh, interview or, 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 or that he had, um, speaking about or just showing pure confidence since day one, saying uh, within the next four years we'll most probably definitely win. A title, and I mean, coming with so much confidence and so much self-belief, and 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 coming with an attitude, and 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 approach that 
it's easy to adapt to to become a winner. Uh, I guess would make it easier for you to be able to keep your eye focused and and fixed on it, and and also thinking, looking at how the guys have been honor, honoring the legends of of Liverpool and 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 the likes of Steven Gerrard and Kenny Dalglish, and Kenny Dalglish. Um, just looking how the team and 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 the coach has been honoring them during this period. It it, it shows the 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 I guess. Um, positive strength that they've got and, and, and positivity that they've built within these last few years, which I feel should most probably or most likely continue for another two or three years. Just to wrap up, Wade, um, and let's return to running. Um, you've made it quite clear that your goal next year, or by the Olympics next year when they do take place in, in Tokyo, is a sub-43 second 400 metre. I would imagine that in your mind, should you be able to achieve that and run sub-43 in Tokyo in 2021, that should be good enough for the gold medal. My goal is to run sub 43. That's my goal. That's where I want to be or where I want to go as an athlete this next few years. So, I mean, to, I'm, I'm not the type to say I'm running sub 42, the sub 43 next year, or I'm running sub 43 tomorrow. Uh, I'm someone that has a goal and wants to work towards it. So whatever uh, experiences comes with it to be able to uh, obey or experiences that comes with it that I have to learn and, and document to be able to improve myself to get to sub-43, I'll do that. But I wouldn't pinpoint a specific day or time that I want to do it as long as I get there eventually. So there you have it. Can't wait for next year's Olympics, as I think something special is in the works. Wade van Niekerk, Liverpool fan, cousin of Cheslin Colby, and DIY specialist.